podcast, one of the new Hangout in the Holy Land shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. The show is hosted by the amazing Tia Williams and myself, Alexis Chasen, where we talk all things Ohio State football, including have interviews with the women who cover the team, and talk to and about other women in and around Buckeye Athletics. Uh, you can follow Tia on Twitter at Tia A.A. Williams, that's three A's in a row, myself at Lovely Buckeye, and of course the site at Land Grant 33. Thank you so much for tuning in to our very first episode. Tia, how are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. How are I'm, you? I'm good. I'm super excited for our plans for the season to start a new podcast. I'm I figured, so excited. figure it'll be a good way for us to... I don't know, talk about not only football, but have some of the amazing women who cover the team on, which should be super fun. Yeah, you always hear all about the men in the sport and in the in the field, but we never talk to the women. And there's some incredible women as part of Ohio State staff. Um, I already have so many girls that I want to get on here, so I can't wait to talk to them. It should be fun. And they have a really unique perspective. And there's actually like a really growing list of names that we can talk to. So it's pretty exciting, too. I was like thinking of who we could add for this season. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like we can really fill this out. No, same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I figured for our first episode, we can kind of start by talking a little bit about ourselves and our backgrounds uh, and our relationship to Ohio State and the program and just sports in general. Yeah, for sure. So Um, I know you have a journalism degree from OSU, right? Yes, I do. Were you always a big football sports fan or is that something you sort of developed in Columbus? Oh my gosh, always, like straight out of the womb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My grandpa graduated from Ohio State, my mom, um, a lot of my family did, Um, I just think back to the 2007 BCS National Championship. I think I was in seventh grade, and it's, like, engraved into my brain. Teddy Ginn getting injured in the end zone after, like, the first run of the game, and he was out for the game, and I was bawling like a baby. (laughs) Um, And my mom's like, oh, my gosh, what have I done to this child? Yeah, I would, like, circle names in the programs at the games of, like, who the starters were when I was little. So, yeah, Ohio State football has been a part of me. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was wearing a Ted Ginn jersey that game, too. (laughs) But I'm a little older than you, so I was on campus. But it was a super fun season to be, you know, living on campus. and. Oh, I bet. Yeah. (sighs) campus for the 2014 one so yes I stayed away I was like I can't do it (laughs) I was smart (laughs) that's so funny yeah I always like played sports and then I started watching them on tv kind of around like seventh or and eighth grade like um both my parents are from Philly so I started with Philly sports and the 76ers were good that year and then I sort of evolved into watching the Eagles and then the Buckeyes in like 2002. Um, that season was my kind of, oh my gosh, I have to get home to watch this game kind of season. And then it was just like, I have to go to Ohio State, which was only 15 minutes away from my 
hometown anyway. So I was like, I'm not going far, but I'm going there no matter what. And um, I don't know. I just fell in love with, like, how could you not love campus? Mm-hmm. Like, there's something so special about OSU football, like, Saturdays. It's just oh, I know. It was just hilarious because now I live in Philadelphia and <laughs> walking around and it's like 68 degrees and I'm like, I need to be on campus in a hoodie, like <laughs> exactly or something. I'm like so excited that it's actually cool enough to be hoodie weather this week because I'm like, oh my God, like now I'm ready for football, like hoodies oh, and right. flip flops. I am no. ready to go. You can't be excited for football in 90 degree weather. It just... No. <laughs> and like dying in a stadium with 100% humidity like you just can't do it and like sardines right exactly <laughs> I can't actually believe that we're just days away from the season starting it seems like so long since last season and so much has happened and there's so much like new stuff happening that um it just sort of seems surreal that we're like already here I know I'm so excited for this year. Um, I mean, I'm always excited, but yeah, like you said, all the newness with this team, you know, new head coach, new quarterback, practically a new offensive line, new assistant coaches. I mean, I don't know what to expect and I'm so excited to see it. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm so excited about Ryan Day. Like Again, it goes back to, like, my Philadelphia Eagles roots, but he was a quarterback coach there for, like, one season, which isn't enough to tell me anything at all, but just the connection, like, when he came to Ohio State, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's going to be good, and (laughs) I feel like he's done a really good job, like, establishing himself among the, you know, college community and drawing a lot of interest from big-name recruits, so I feel like he's really... I don't know, starting to develop something exciting in his own right. Because I'm sure, like, filling in for Urban Meyer, like, has to be nerve-wracking. Yeah, I can't imagine. And as much as I, I was a big Urban Meyer groupie, but it's time to stop comparing him. You know, he's a, he's a new coach. It's his time now. And, you know, he's taking over a really good football team with a lot of high-level recruits. And I think, I think he's going to make a name for himself. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know. I hope expectations aren't like too high. I feel like he could actually meet those expectations for sure. But, you know, Buckeye Nation, I feel like we're very um, spoiled. (laughs) And those expectations are, you know, uh, college football playoff or bust, I feel like every year. And again, I still feel like they could make it. But I do hope that people, you know, give him a there has to be a learning curve. Oh, you would think. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel I like I, I really do think he could go, you know, 11 and 1 like Urban Meyer typically did. I'm I see that happening. I think Nebraska might be the downfall. Um some are saying Cincinnati, but you know, if he if he loses just a little bit more than one, I don't know, two games, maybe they'll cut him some slack, but <laughs> as long as he if he loses two, but he beats Michigan, I feel like it'll be okay. Yeah. But, like, if one of those two is Michigan, I feel like they'll be calling for his head. Oh, but. yeah. I mean, yeah. 
the first <laughs> year he coaches and he loses to Michigan, I, I can't even imagine. I'd be one of those, actually. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like the entire offseason, he needs to have been like, okay, guys, we yeah. have, like, one game to focus on. Yeah. And go. F- I'm actually really interested that you said Nebraska is one of the, like, sleeper games because I feel like they were such a tough competitor for so many years and then like the last like year or two it was kind of like what are you doing over there and you know they could be one of those like trap games for sure yeah I really think so and um especially I think it's like the fourth game and or maybe the fifth and they have a pretty easy you know schedule up until then they might be playing comfortably and they might you know, let down their walls a little bit, and then Nebraska could sneak in. Um, and it's at Nebraska, so I, I'm i a little nervous for that one. Yeah, I can see that. I do think that we do have a leg up against Luke Fickle in Cincinnati just because it's Ryan Day. Like, I feel like if it was Urban Meyer, it might even be a closer game because Fickle just, like, knows him and his, you know, offense and everything so well but with Ryan Day I feel like he has a bit of a curveball he's you know maybe doesn't know exactly what to expect or what to prepare for and um but I am I'm just so excited I love Fickle like I'm so glad he's having success in Cincinnati but I definitely obviously want him to lose that Saturday but like I'm glad (laughs) in general that he's having success there yeah I know he's been doing so well and um I always root for Cincinnati, but yeah, like you said, I, I can't root for him when they play Ohio State. <laughs> right. It's interesting you said that because I, I do keep say, seeing, you know, um, that Cincinnati is going to have a chip on their shoulder against Ohio State. and But, you know, Urban Meyer is the one who didn't recruit those guys. So if it's against Ryan Day, maybe they'll, maybe they're not as angry or the chip isn't there. Well, and if anything, too, like, Fickle kind of stole some of those recruits from us. Yeah, like, and some coaches. <laughs> yeah, like, I I do appreciate, you know, like, Ryan Day helping some of the guys, you know, transfer for personal reasons and things like that. Like, I like that it's a good relationship between the two schools and not maybe, like, as much of a mean rivalry. Like, yeah. I can't imagine the coaches that came over from Michigan getting ready for, the like, the game this year. Oh like. God. That has to be like, I mean, how can you go from an enemy or, you know, from your team to the enemy of that team? Like, and not just the enemy, like the epitome of like, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. So name coaches too, like not just, you know, people you never heard of, but a defensive coordinator is just leaving and going to the enemy. Right. Like that makes no sense. I mean, you know, as long as he does his job well, like, I'm totally okay with it because it came to our side. But, like, I would be super mad if, like, Luke Fickle, when he left, was like, bye, guys, I'm going to go coach Michigan. I'd be like, no, you're not. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're ours. <laughs> right. Like, so I'm happy that it's a good relationship. But I definitely still hope we win, like, and I mean, maybe not, like, 59 to nothing, but, like, 30-something to nothing. Yeah. Like, or- let's have a couple. Right. But like, also, we need to win big because at this point, you know, for the college football playoff, every win, every point matters in this race. And it's like, I don't know, the BCS era, I feel like was a little easier, but. Right. Oh, I know. It starts in the very beginning. And, you know, I feel like 
oh, the committee is like a whole nother podcast in itself. I can go <laughs> on and on about them, but you know, they, they just decide what they're going to base it off of every year. So yeah. And it's always changing. So you have to be like on your game from week one and it's like, well, you didn't beat, you know, FAU by 60 points and you're yeah. Ohio state. So like you're done for the year. It's like, you can't make right. that decision in week one. No, it's yeah. It's week one. But, you know, what can you do, I guess, yeah. except complain about it, which <laughs> I do. I do a lot yeah. and it's fine. Which we're very good at. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited. Who are you looking forward to, like, player wise? Are you excited for anybody specific? Oh, so many. So um, I think recently when I answered this question, I said Cage Stover. Um, but I'm going to change it and be really boring and just say I am so excited to see Justin Fields play. I just can't wait. And that's such, you know, a cliche answer. Everybody's saying that. But, um, I, you know, he's a mix between Dwayne and JT. I just I can't wait to see if that's true and if he executes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see his, like, mobility and his connection, like, my, one of my favorite guys, like, especially going into the draft next year, he's someone I'm already, like, standing for, is K.J. Hill. I just think he's so good. And I really hope that Justin Fields connects with him in a way that really highlights how talented he is. Yeah, because I don't know that Dwayne really did that last year, because I think he he really shared the ball with all the receivers there really wasn't I mean besides Paris Campbell there really right. wasn't that much of a standout receiver um and I think that this is KJ's year for sure um yeah I'm excited to see um Benjamin Victor again he's oh, yeah watch oh there's so many I know and on defense too I feel like Jonathan Cooper, I watched him, like, come up through, like, from when he committed to Ohio State, and he's just, like, such a nice guy that, like, I really want good things for him, and I feel like he, you know, like, Chase Young is Nick Bosa, and Jonathan Cooper is Draymond Jones of this season, like, so I'm really excited for that tandem. I hope that, I don't know, I just hope that everybody looks as good as they should look, because then, like, the sky's the limit kind of a deal. It's an exciting group. I know, and with all the talent coming back on defense, I mean, it they weren't spectacular last year, but hopefully they got it together. I think this year is their year, um, especially with Chase Young. Um, I don't know. He not, necess- not necessarily was, like, in Nick Bosa's shadow, but, you know, yeah. every- it's all about Nick Bosa last year and not so much Chase Young, and now this year it's all about Young. So hopefully that motivates him and gets him going for the year. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that, like, you almost forgot was so young. Like, yeah. so it's like, oh, we get him again. Like, even though Bosa right. and Draymond Jones were gone, you're like, oh, like, this is fine. Next man up for sure. Yeah. I, I heard a couple of guys, you know, like James Laurinaitis and guys like that who have said that this year the Silver Bullets are back, which makes me really excited because I feel like we didn't necessarily like take a drop last year. I just feel like it wasn't quite as like dynamic 
as it had been in the previous years, like, especially with the linebackers. And that's like one of my favorite positions. So I'm like, I really just want to be able to say like LBU again, like we were DBU (laughs) for so long and, you know, rightfully so. And then we had like this incredible run of defensive ends and tackles, but it's like, I feel like the linebackers got kind of lost. And so I really hope they like come back with a vengeance. Yeah. And along with them is the O-line. I feel like that's kind of a similar situation. I think with Zeke, we had the best O-line we've ever had, well, in recent years. And then it just hasn't really been the same. Last year, I just, I mean, that was just ridiculous. (laughs) They had the best quarterback and, you know, they just could not get it together. No, like almost like entirely new. So they're another group I'm really excited to see. Yeah, like Michael Jordan just got named the starting tackle for the Bengals, I think, this week. And it's just so funny because I feel like last year it was like, if you have one more high snap, I am going to come yeah. through the TV. <laughs> I, know. I mean, and I don't think, wasn't he just not a center? I Yeah, no, they've like yeah. rotated centers like every year for the past five years. And it's like great that you have guys that can be versatile and it's definitely helpful in the NFL level but like I just want the same guy at center who was like meant to play center and has always played center (laughs) like for some consistency right and yeah like Ohio State always has good centers so last year it was just you know what's going on (laughs) and when you have a new quarterback you kind of have to like have that you know established chemistry and like rapport so Hopefully, you know, they have some kind of tandem worked out that is comfortable for both the center and the quarterback. Yeah, I hope so. I know, but I'm excited. So um, Hangout in the Holy Land has a few different shows that will dive into like season expectations and predictions. But if you had to like put your money where your mouth is, what do you think is the final record? Oh, does that include the Big Ten Championship and games because I have them 11 and one I have them losing to Nebraska okay um and then still going to the Big Ten Championship yes okay yeah yeah and then I I do have them in the playoffs I'm I'm with Urban on that one I I think they can make it (laughs) I think I think they have that potential too so yeah I'm gonna agree um, I'm going to go 11 and one, two, but I don't know who that one's going to be. I don't really have a prediction for that, but then I do think they make it to the playoffs as well. Um, and then my hot take and way super too early to even have a hot take on it. I think they have a dip next year, like in 2020, Ryan Day's second season. Like, I feel like this is one of those years where it's like, oh my God, like how Urban came in and went undefeated and nobody expected that at all. And then like the next year had a loss, which is like fine and expected. So I feel like my long-term hot take is that there's a dip next year, but this year they're better than people think. I can see that, especially because their first year they have something to prove. Um, you know, Ryan Day is probably at his peak with, you know, trying to get them motivated. So, right. Um, right. I can definitely see that. But I mean, I feel like Ryan Day shaved his beard this week. So, like, he's like ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean <He's>, business. 
Yeah, he means business and he's ready to go on that, like, I haven't shaved because we haven't lost a game kind of tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think that's it for today, but we'll be back next Thursday and every Thursday after that with new shows. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast hosted by Tia Williams at Tia AA Williams, three A's. And myself, Alexis Chasen, at Lovely Buckeye for Land Grant Holy Land at Land Grant 33. And as always, go Bucks! Go Bucks!